Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's the week that was with Rosa Ritchie of the Shepparton News. Indeed it is, and she's here in the flesh. How lucky are we today? Good morning, Rosa. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's amazing to be face-to-face. Yes, this is what you look like. Now you know why I'm in radio. (laughs) (laughs) Hiding behind my microphone in my warm little studio here. So it's been a big week. It's always a big week. Uh, Do we need to talk much about, (laughs) about the pandemic? Are we having a little reprieve? Mostly a reprieve. I would say a lot happened this week. The, I would say the bomb scare in Kyabram is not at all COVID. Well, <laughs> who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose a bomb scare and a and a, an earthquake yeah. taking the focus a little bit yeah. away from the pandemic. I'm not sure if people are sick of talking about the earthquake yet, but it's on my list so. because it's a, it's a big deal. <laughs> yes. So, um, can you tell me about your experience of the earthquake? I was sitting at the kitchen table and initially I thought it was a strong wind, uh, but when I looked outside, the trees weren't really moving the way you'd expect in a gale and um, my dog, I think, realised before me that it was something a bit spooky. They do seem to have a sixth sense about these things, don't they, yeah. animals? Yeah, she she had all her hackles up and she was barking and um, anyway, finally my partner said, should we go outside? <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things, where do you go, what do you do? Yeah, and then it was over. Mm. So, but it did go for a while. It gave me a, it gave me a odd feeling in my stomach. It, yeah. It's about 10 seconds, I reckon. Yeah, long enough for it to be just a bit spooky. Yeah, I think I told you I just pulled up my car and I seriously thought something's wrong with my car. Yeah. Maybe I need to get out, it's going to explode. Yeah, it's amazing the way your brain tries to rationalise yeah. things and, and look for a reason. And when it's not something you've ever encountered before, it's the last thing you think of. Well, there was one you probably heard about, I think we, I think it was 2012, so nine years ago here uh, at night. Very short, but I remember I was in the house and uh, we have some like glasses on in the unit and they were kind of, you know, uh, rattling. But this one was definitely bigger. Mm. Yeah, and I don't live in a particularly new house and I guess it had nice strong foundations but it was pretty rattly. (laughs) So was it true that Dan Murphy's lost some stock? I never, I I still don't know if it was truly a mess in there, I'm not sure. We know that they shut the doors for safety reasons and that our understanding is that things got smashed but um, I know someone who was in, who who was much closer to the epicentre and um, they just had one bottle full off their shelf, you know. So it was, even at the epicentre, it was a bit of a um, flop of an earthquake. Well, I suppose, but then uh, there were those old buildings in Melbourne that seemed to cop it, so... Yeah, I suppose they must have just been pretty fragile. I guess so. (laughs) Maybe it was a good thing it didn't uh, fall on anyone's head or anything at a later stage. Oh, totally. We're glad. We're always glad when an earthquake is (laughs) anticlimactic. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's the earthquake done for the week. Uh, You mentioned this bomb scare at Kyabra. Yeah, so... um, Honestly, not a lot 
that can be said other than the the facts because it's still under investigation. But the pictures were the interesting. Police. Pictures but were very interesting. They got the robot out, which was amazing. Yeah. So um, Kai Free Press, um, Miles, who's the j- main journalist and editor for the Kai F- Free Press, was out there, and he uh, got some amazing photos of the gear that they were using and the and the Vic Pol bomb squad who um, detonated the improvised explosive device. So they put, um, I think, SES. I'm not sure who provided sandbags. They put, you know, they. it was the whole It was the whole shebang. So it was just in the street, was it? In someone's letterbox in a street. Oh, so it was obviously intentional to, you know, intending to cause someone some something. Yes, it didn't get there by accident. Mm. And, um, yeah. Very so strange. Thankfully, again, another pretty dramatic occurrence that thankfully didn't result in anyone getting hurt. So, so. Did, so did it really go boom or was it a little boom or do you know? I do not know the boom <laughs> scale. I don't know what it was. I mean, boom out of 10, I don't know. The, 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 the pictures of the robot and the pictures of the bomb squad, it was like, I felt like I was watching one of my son's um, video games. Yeah, it's yep. serious. Mm. Yeah, not dissimilar to the pretty intense, you know, riot gear police that they're wearing down in Melbourne this week um, in the city. Yeah, but, I've just... Yeah, I, I don't even want to watch any of that. I haven't hardly watched any of it. I just don't want to know. And, and thankfully it's not happening here, so it's not yes. on our agenda. Yeah, don't give, them, don't give anyone any ideas. Yeah. What else have you been working on, Rosa? Um, I This week I wrote a story about the Flamingo Project, which is a new um, community-led mentoring program for women across the Goulburn Valley. And uh, it's the brainchild of Neha Samar, who has or is has already, you know, appeared in the paper, and, and a lot of people know her for different uh, community work. And she certainly appeared uh, here at One FM as part of the Fairly Leadership Program. Exactly. Yeah. So um, her name's not unfamiliar, and she spoke about how uh, her experience with the Fairly Leadership Program was fantastic, but she wanted to make something like that more accessible, so it wasn't something that was exclusive. And importantly, it wasn't something um, that cost money. That cost money because <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of mentoring programs online, but they cost money. Mm. Um, and and also, they are online. It's not someone from your community who knows you or um, knows the community, I should say, because the mentor and mentee might be perfect strangers, but um, the mentor will have experience or knowledge um, that is hopefully really well suited to the position of the mentee and, and their goals. So that's amazing. Positive story. And within, she got it off the ground within less than a month. Um, you know, there's more than two dozen women or female identifying people involved now. And yeah, it's it just sounds brilliant and kind of win, a, win. a testament to the gap in maybe what was available that immediately people latched on. Excellent. Mm. What else have you been working on, Rosa? Yes, there was one story I saw of yours, and I'm just trying to remember. Let me have a little brain time while you keep talking. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I've sort of been, I've been the news blogger. So again, we've got a, a news blog going. And so unfortunately, yes, I have been doing a little bit of COVID stuff, not to go back to the, the bad C word. Um, so three active cases, which is uh, not a lot. And these people would be isolated. Yeah. And we're so, I think what I've been thinking about this week is that those three active cases are three people who've been, you know, potentially really unwell. And um, over the weekend, when we learned that a woman in her 70s from Greater Shepparton had died of uh, COVID-19, 
um, as much as we really rejoice that there's only three active cases left, it also makes me think about, you know, the fact that when we say active case, we're talking about a human life. Um, so that's something that I've been thinking about every day on the news blog when we're writing all these numbers and stats that become very repetitive or, you know, tiresome and no one wants to write them and no one wants to read about them to a certain degree. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about that very sad loss of life of one format quote-unquote active case so that was last weekend i think it was on the weekend yeah so that was in monday's mon- that was the beginning of our week and yeah not not a very happy beginning where did week. that occur that death was it here or melbourne we i don't i couldn't say for sure but i'm almost certain it's melbourne i, I it's my understanding that all the um very unwell cases get transferred to melbourne for care and the positive case in cobram has been reclassified Yes, so that was a false positive. And we got a comment, you know, someone said, isn't that just a negative? And I guess the <laughs> distinction between a false positive is that they, they did test positive. Um, and there's a number of reasons that someone can test positive and then it turns out that they're not actually still infected with the virus. Like what? Um, they, well, it could, and I'm not saying that this is the case in Cobram, but if someone has previously been infected with COVID-19 and they still have a few fragments in their system you continue to shed that um, DNA is it DNA don't quote me I'm not a science writer me Um, neither (laughs) (laughs) uh, so that you know that's one way that someone can be a false positive and um, don't ask me too many more because I don't know but I, I think what the important distinction is that they yeah, it's not a negative. For whatever reason, we have to call it a false positive, but, but no matter how clumsy that sounds. But it's good news. It's good and news. It's, and it's great news. And it's still a wonderful thing that 600 people got a test because now Cobram has a much better picture of whether there's virus in their community because um, we all know the virus can still be present. Absolutely. It, even if... Um, Always relying yeah. on people to get tested. Yes. Seems to be uh, happening at Mildura at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So it... And, and across regional Vic, I suppose, these little fires, I imagine them as little spot fires that um, people are trying to put out. Uh, I don't know a lot about the situation in Mildura at the moment, but um, every day in the list, I just, you know, the Surf Coast, Geelong, um, last week there was something going on in Gippsland. So it's across the state um, and it's understandable because there's so many people with connections professional and otherwise to melbourne yes absolutely it's uh it kind of feels like we're on a ticking time bomb but we will enjoy our freedoms while we have them won't we yes and as our vaccination rate rises it's a little less scary yes true well thank you so much for coming into the studio today rosa uh it's a public holiday today i've just remembered um it is so have you got today off no, no, you haven't got today off anyway. Some people do. Um, yeah. And we'll, I, I imagine it'll be a little bit more cruisy, so I'll get a little coffee on the way home, I think, before work. Of course, going home to work, as we do. Oddly, mm. yes. Yeah, maybe not for too much longer. Okay. Well, I guess, yes, it's amazing what we, we have learnt to do from home, isn't it? Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Rosa, and hope to catch up with you next Friday. Yeah, great to be here.